This is Subconscious Mind Mastery, podcast number 173. Thomas and Majana with you. And what what are you doing over there? I'm just straightening up. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that bad. No, but we want to be in good shape for our guests. Hmm. I wonder what we're talking about today. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) How about a listener question about OCD? (laughs) (laughs) And things are reflected back to you. Yeah, Majana is not OCD. That was staged, so just make that perfectly clear. She is very good about (laughs) that. But let's don't make OCD wrong either, because if anybody in this team is OCD, it's moi. There are moments... Yeah, it's uh, it's called strategy or survival for me. I think this would be a better description of that. But we did have a listener question, and I love answering these because this is, you know, I figure if you guys are asking, if one of you is asking, then uh, a bunch of you are thinking the same thing. So here's here's this question. Since the subconscious mind programming requires repetition and emotion, how are people with OCD or obsessive compulsive disorder How are they supposed to do that when they are preoccupied with negative thoughts and feelings? The more they try to avoid bad thoughts, the more they think about it. So if this happens during the mind programming process of repetition and emotion, that would be bad, wouldn't it? Well, bad is relative. (laughs) It's a good question. Yeah, so that's, and I think that's the place to start, bad is relative. Right. So, you know, who here is labeling this good or bad? And that's one of the things, boy, Daniel Danovi, my buddy, Daniel helped me with this more in my transition years as because that was my whole framework. Things were good or bad basically based on what the Bible said about them. And all of a sudden, Daniel just broke that mold by, I mean, basically, if we think of, okay, here is sin Well, by whose definition? Because there are 80-some Christian denominations. Gosh. You know, so people can't determine, they can't even agree on how we're going to approach this, much less now let's define what is sin. Okay, and I get it, I get it. We could go down a rabbit hole on that. If you murder somebody, is that sin? Yeah, I mean, but point is, you know, if you have a particular thought in your mind that might not be the healthiest thought. Well, again, who's determining healthy? If you write pornography for a living, then that's a money thought. If you're trying to maintain a, you know, a high moral life, then that's a, not a positive thing for you. So you just get, I mean, you can't say anything is good or bad, right or wrong, sin or not sin. Right. Life is typically not black and white. And who's judge and jury over all of this? Who's the ultimate authority? We are over ourselves. Ah, (laughs) see, that's okay. So now we're coming back to it just is. Exactly. If you can hold it as it's just a thought. In the case of our OCD, it's just a thought. It's just a way of being. All right. Now, let's first of all, before we go any further with this, let's just say, We are not professionally trained psychologists or psychiatrists. We have a story, and that's all that this podcast has ever been, is just telling a story. So from that context, if somebody is OCD and is experiencing negative thoughts, any kind of hyper-negative thoughts that are not leading you where you want to go, certainly should consider... um, 
a medical consultation to determine if that could be jeopardizing. Absolutely. And we are by no means trying to diminish the um, severity or anguish that can accompany this. Not at all. Um, Again, it's just stories. So the one thing that I do know from my own experience, and I have been on antidepressants twice in my life, and both of them came right after divorces, that um, the body will cannibalize itself in a couple of instances. You know, it's amazing the healing faculties that we have. Amazing. Even if you break a bone, you know, you think about our ancestors who would break a bone out in the field, could take a, a limb and tie their leg to the limb, and eventually the leg would heal itself. Yeah, makeshift splint. Right? And the, but the body will cannibalize itself in a couple of areas. One is cancer. Mass produces cells, right? The other is mental diseases. So what happens without going into a long diatribe, you can, you can look this up and study for yourself what happens, but basically the neurotransmitting chemicals, primarily serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine, are depleted. And it's kind of like blood supply. Like if you lose a pint of blood, your body through the bone marrow and your spinal column has to replenish that over a period of time. And that's the way it is with neurochemicals. So if they are depleted by one particular way is by consistent negative thoughts, then those have to be reestablished. And that is where I do think medical science has a way of of stopping that cannibalism that the body, because otherwise the body will take those negative thoughts and like a little whirlpool will just pull you down and suck you down. Right. And there's nothing wrong with getting help. You know, our bodies are amazing. We are amazing beings. And sometimes we need help. Absolutely. So in this case, I would say that if uh, the, the what I'm sensing in this question is that there is enough of a negative spiral that I think medical assistance in somebody saying this would be in order for sure. Now, whether you choose to go on antidepressants, I mean, that's between you and your doctor and you and your own searching inside. Um, I think like what Majano was just saying is if you feel like you need that help, go get the help. Absolutely. And if you feel that, then it's probably your soul and your body working together to tell you that you need to move in that direction. And understand it can be temporary. Well, if you put into practice the second part of this conversation, then yes, it should be temporary because you will not only reestablish a healthy balance of neurochemicals, but you'll also train yourself in a new way of being. And that's what we can talk about. Because Majana and I have both been through this. She's had different experiences. So my story is I just got to a point where I knew I had to change some things. Like life as the same as it was, was not an option. What is option B? Because option A is not even an option. Right. Intolerable. So from that perspective, you start to find other resources and other ways of doing things. So I used what I still use today. And it came up, and uh, we've been attending Unity Church in Dallas here uh, recently. Wonderful little metaphysical community. And uh, the leader, James Buchanan, talked about doing the opposite. So if you want to get a laugh 
about doing the opposite, go on YouTube and search Seinfeld, George Does the Opposite. <laughs> and find that little video. I found it through a blog that somebody referred to and set up that very same thing. If you're not getting the results that you want out of your life, try doing the opposite. And it's a great way to reverse things. So if you have, let's say, OCD tendencies and those thoughts are driving your thinking, look at what the opposite would be. Create opposite thoughts to those. Write them down. Make a recording of them. Email Thomas and say, Thomas, how much would you charge me to make a recording of these and put them to music? Hey. Be surprised what I do. So, you know, but get yourself a set of resources so that you can go in the opposite direction and force it. You fake it until you make it. You force it in that direction. And then you... then habit starts to kick in. Right. You're just reprogramming, right? We're, we are creatures of habit. So when you break those habits and forge new pathways, amazing things can happen. So what he was saying is that it's always negative. Like he can't get positive thoughts to start to even get moving in that direction is what I'm reading. So from that, you have to, you know, like I did, whiteboard your thoughts. And then when the negative thoughts come in, that's when you hold them at bay. This thought is neither right nor wrong. Nobody's judging me. I'm just going to hold and observe that thought. Wow, I just thought a really negative thought. Okay. And then you can give yourself love for who you are and let that be okay. So I think one of the ways to reverse it is to stop labeling it as bad or being afraid of it, and just be okay with you as you. And those are your thoughts. You know, I think that's what our society does, is we are so dang judgmental, and if especially if you're trying to break that habit, and then it comes up, you're going, oh, I did it again, and you start chastising yourself and judging yourself, and just stop. It's okay. Love yourself through that. It's part of who you are, and you can change it and release it, but love yourself. Give yourself grace through that period. You know, if you go to the website, subconsciousmindmastery.com, and in the, on the right side is a search box. And if you search Stuart Couch, S-T-U-A-R-T, Couch, and listen to the three or two or three interviews that I've done with Stuart. Stuart's doing great, by the way. Still just going strong at 72 now. He is amazing. And... He was diagnosed with stage four prostate cancer that had metastasized when he was 65. So that was seven years ago. And Stuart's way of dealing with it was, I am not the cancer. So he separated himself from the cancer. And he gave himself love as Stuart. He knew that he was a completely different, unique, eternal soul being and his body had cancer. So in that context, he knew that there were steps that he was going to have to go through, but he would just go through the process, and it was a long, arduous process, and he's still living the side effects. However, he just went through the steps, separating that that was not him. Yes, he was very clinical about it. And I think that's a beautiful way to approach this is to just separate yourself from those thoughts, 
go in the opposite direction and then get a lot of tools and resources to move you in that direction and then finally ask the universe for help. When you run out of resources or ideas, the universe will be there with the next step. You know, and I would suggest when you catch yourself doing that, yes, examine it, release it, and then counterbalance it. Get Reprogram a new habit. Your habit is negativity, so reprogram that to positivity. I just made a negative statement. I don't feel good about that. I don't like it. So now I'm making three positive statements to replace it. And that sounds kind of silly maybe, but it it works. Oh, that's a big Fred Dodson technique is for every negative, I think three or five positives, like massive offset. Yeah, it, it really works. Great point. And keep score on that one. You know, like, oops, whoops, had a negative, and then you start stacking the positives and make yourself do it. And, like, you're not off the hook until you've completed three, four, five positive statements. And then maybe even take it one step farther after you're into that is intentionally notice things and make positive statements before any negativity shows up around it. Exactly. And the tipping point here that I want to go back to is not the OCD and it's not the negative thoughts. Right. It's the labeling. Yeah. That alone can produce a mindset. It absolutely will. So let's steer the focus of the question away from the characteristics and let's shine the spotlight on the labeling. So let's eliminate that. Let's neutralize the labeling. So on an energetic basis, let's say that when you think a negative thought, you think, oh, that thought was negative. Okay. Put it on a scale. How negative was that thought? Let's say eight, eight out of 10. Conversely, you think a positive thought. How positive was that thought? Uh, Six. Okay, what you want to do is you want to get to a space where you bring those thoughts in close to the zero line. So now you think a negative thought and and you give it a context of, okay, what was that? That was a two. Think a positive thought. What was that? About a two, one and a half, one, maybe a three, where you're just neutralizing those thoughts, where you finally get to the point where you can really say to yourself, that was a little bit negative. Okay, bring it back. Offset that with a little bit positive. What you're training yourself to do is to be neutral. When you get into that neutrality, then you've desensitized good and bad. You've taken the judgment away. And in doing that... You're moving up the scale. (laughs) You are. It's a paradox. It is. Because we think we have to magnify... Oh, that was a really bad thought. No, you just hold it. It's like, wow. You observe it. Observe it. There's a good word. Observe the thought. Wow. With Hmm. no attachment to it. Okay. Let's call that a two. Goodbye. And here's a positive thought. And don't make it overly positive. You don't have to go way over on the other side of the scale. Just, okay, here's a positive expression. Ah, breathe that out. You can even feel it, can't you? You Even describing it, you can feel it. All right, so I hope that helps for our friend who is dealing with these thoughts. And let's take the judgment stinger out of this situation. Love yourself. And we love you. We do. So thanks for listening to this. Hope it helps. We'll see you next time. Enjoy the journey. 
The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.